Hello everyone, uh, it's Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Mike. I'm going to be your host today for the Sweet Dash Q&A webinar. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, let's get started by having everyone jump into the chat and say hi. Let us know where you're from, what your uh, business niche is possibly so that we can address that if it's if it's interesting and and um, let's get started like that. So you guys can hear me? Everyone hear me okay? Great, thanks. All right. So you guys, if you're communicating with me today in the chat, so if you can't find the chat in Zoom, we're gonna, we're gonna it's gonna be a little more difficult. Uh, just look for the chat and let me know that you have found that, that you're able to continue and ask questions as we go along. As we're getting started and waiting for you guys to figure that part out, I'm here just on the Sweet Dash uh, website. If you haven't already started a free trial, please go ahead and uh, do that. There's no real risk there. There's no credit card, and that'll give you 14 days at least. If you need more, we're happy to extend that some reasonable number of times, uh, but that'll give you a baseline to understand the software and where to start. Uh, as you're doing that, the help documentation is definitely your best place to um, to start, if you have a question, I would encourage you to go to the help documentation and just type that question here in the search box. And you're very likely to be returned an article that will, um, is perfectly designed, I don't know about perfectly designed, but very well designed to get the information across to you about what you're inquiring about. Also, if you're a very visual learner and you're looking for step-by-step -step video tutorials, Sweet Dash Academy, which you can find at academy.sweetdash.com, is your best bet here. And the Sweet Dash community is also a place that you can go. Uh, register. This would be a different uh, username and password than your typical, your standard username and password that you are able to. All right. Well, now I know why no one could chat in the chat. It's because we had it turned off. Sorry, that was. Uh, now drone. there we go all right yep so this technology stuff is rather difficult apparently uh, now there's a lot of steps with this um, we're, we're using a little more advanced sort of video caster live streaming setup now so I'm the guilty party here and uh, yeah all right so my bad I'm okay I'm okay to admit that uh, back to the community. So the Sweet Dash community, which you can find at community.sweetdash.com, is uh, a place where you can go and meet with fellow sweet mates, ask questions. Our team is fairly active there. Um, we're hoping that this turns into a resource where you guys are helping each other, answering questions, sharing ideas, that kind of thing. And it's certainly evolving in that direction, and we're really happy with that. Uh, Richard, it's at community.sweetdash.com. And you'll need to uh, create a unique username and password here. So when you first start there, let me just go here, uh, let me log this person out. So when you start here, you'll just need to uh, do a sign up and you'll use an email address and a username. This is separate from what you log into SweetDash with for security purposes. And so this will be just for your SweetDash community um, user and login. You'll find your way there. There's groups there that, um, <clears throat> that are helping, uh, I'm sorry, niche specific like uh, 
coaching consulting, accounting, CPA, the different groups. And every week, this is where we release what we call Fresh on Live. I take that back. It's not every week. It's periodically. Sometimes it's every week. Sometimes it's every two or three weeks. But periodically, we're announcing, and it's the first place that we make the announcements and outline features and improvements that were made to the platform. So it's a good place to be in that sense that you're the first one to know um, the details behind those things. Okay, so let's go ahead and just jump into uh, the platform and just look and do a quick summary about what is SweetDash. So SweetDash is an all-in-one business software that's designed to adapt to your needs. So essentially, it's not just a platform that, that works in one particular way. It's designed in a way that you can essentially create your own bespoke white label software uh, that works for your business that can be arranged in a way where at triggers and actions and automations all work around the way that you work. And so there's a, there's a big advantage there and then there's a lot of power built into the platform but it also ha comes with a disadvantage and that is that there's not a simple one, two, three for you to follow for, for everybody out there. Everybody out there can't follow the same step one, step two, step three because you all have different needs, you all have different ideas about how a portal works in your business, etc. So that means that um, there's somewhat of a learning curve and that's okay. Any kind of uh, any kind of software implementation that has a lot of value for you long term is not going to be something that you can just jump on in two minutes you're off and running. Um, what we see with the people that are most successful and, and all the customers that really are um, the happiest are the ones that start with very small pieces and they're they're layering on top as they see the potential uh, use cases learn the next layer add the next layer add the next layer and as you as you continue along with your business journey sweet dash is there to uh, provide those next layers and in time just a you know just a few weeks or months uh, you'll find that you're able to really create an automated system that that your staff is using that you that your clients are happy to use that can save you time save you effort uh, as you see where what you're looking at here is a fully white labeled uh, platform with of course the logo and colors that's pretty st straightforward but also we uh, all the email notifications from the platform can be white labeled all the uh, the, the login screen the custom URL you'll see we're working at a custom URL here uh, here's another example of another platform that's again white labeled and here's another example Um, I think from the client side, let's take a look here. We can do, we have things like my billing dashboards where your client can come in and add their own cards on file, pay their own invoices, use things like, create things like project dashboards. You can customize the menu. This project dashboard is something that you can build and you just saw a custom loader there that's uh, white labeled. So now we provide mechanisms for you to create a dashboard like this that's bespoke only to this user or uh, this type of customer based on pro uh, client circles. And then they can uh, use this and navigate to different parts of the platform or use the menu as you build it um, based on 
<clears throat> based on your needs. So completely responsive platform. It's, it's a, what's called a PWA, which means it can be installed on your client's mobile devices and therefore it acts as a white label mobile app really for your business and your your icon is sitting on their phone which is pretty nice okay so let's go ahead and just say that's a brief brief introduction of the use cases and the and the high level functionality of sweet dash let's start looking at some questions if you guys have questions you came prepared with questions please just go ahead and start dropping those into the chat and I'm going to take a look at the chat now. Okay, so here we are. Hi from the Netherlands. All right. Okay, great. Yeah, we got past our little chat kerfuffle there. Okay. All right, Gabriel. All right, let's start with that. How, several questions. How can I see a table with all the invoices we issue? So, Gabriel, that's going to be the in billing. If you click invoices you'll see what we call list view or if you're in mobile you'll see a card view it'll have all the invoices along the statuses etc for the that you have issued even the ones that are in draft if they came from a different source meaning the source of our invoices can be a few different things right a manually created invoice what we call a recurring profile or an accumulating profile which are essentially um, configurations for to that that generate invoices they're not invoices in and of themselves but they are mechanisms that generate invoices based on the, the how they're configured meaning generate an invoice once a month for this much money for this client okay that's what that's a profile and the profile sits there it's active and every month it generates an invoice and then that invoice ends up in this list it's an actual invoice all right I think that answers that. How do I create a flow to involve team members without email? Uh, that's not going to work, Gabriel. Yep. So we have some mechanisms that will allow users to do things that are in a non-logged way, I mean like pay, pay an invoice or upload files or something like that. But <clears throat> people without it without an email. I don't know. I mean, uh, I get there. There are ways that you can do things. Like, for example, uh, here's an invoice, right? It's for five hundred dollars. Of course, we provide a mechanism that will email this invoice directly to that user. But you can also then go to options and copy the payment link here, Gabriel, and this will copy the payment link to your to your clipboard, and then you can provide them the link. Um, I don't know how you do it without email, but maybe also what you're thinking about, maybe I'm, I'm misunderstanding. There's a way that you can pay these invoices without, and like say your, your, your team member, your, not your team members, but your clients email, or sorry, mail you a check. You can add a payment to the invoice that's not an online payment, right? So if it's an old school client, you're just gonna print this out, maybe and mail it, mail it to them in this way. You can send it in mail. If they send you a check, then you can just go to this uh, invoice, record a payment, call it a check, for example, and then click make payment. And this that will satisfy the invoice. I don't know if that's going to satisfy your inquiry. I'm not sure I completely understand it, but 
Uh, for EU clients, can you provision on AWS server in the EU? No, we don't have a mechanism for that, Gabriel. Uh, I think the whole world is kind of in between, in between regulatory um, dogfights, the dogfight between the EU and the rest of the world. And until they figure out what GDPR is really going to be, a lot of companies and a lot of you uh, are caught in that little no man's land. There's really no resolution there. So um, everyone's waiting for that to play out. And it will. It will. It has to. All right. So any plans to allow us to match our brands with fonts? Yeah, Tracy, there's some thoughts about that, about the ability for you to, for example, in your My Platform branding, you would be able to peruse all of the Google font options and choose to load maybe three or five in your account. We don't want to load every Google font uh, for performance issues, but if you load the Google font and then replace and then possibly somewhere in here give you the ability to designate, say, these these uh, classes in some font and the other classes in some font. Yeah, but we don't have a lot of requests for that, but it is something that's been discussed. Okay, yeah, I understand this. Not gonna have a Canadian, we don't have a Canadian server either, so. Uh, we CDN our data all around the world, but that's not something that we uh, make accommodation for. Question, I would like to enable users, customers to make setup to make set up an appointment online call where staff can assign dates and time slots a customer can get ideally with entering select a topic okay so Jerome you're saying that you want to set up appointments so yes we have that and where where staff can assign dates and time slots yes so what you do is you create an appointment type you're going to associate a staff member with the appointment type and then you're going to set up the um, the here the availability. It was going to happen after this, but you'll set up the availability and the rules around that. And then that appointment type is associated with that staff member. And then they can um, yes, you can include it in a form, an intake form, to let your users slash customers make an appointment. Yeah, set up an appointment. Ideally, with entering, selecting a topic, that can be done by appointment types, meaning you can offer multiple appointment types so that they would select which appointment type they were interested in, and each appointment type has its own individual parameters around availability and um, which staff member. So yes, it is out of the box feature, it, and it's being iterated on all the time. Um, plan for next uh, even this quarter the appointment scheduling 2.0 is is uh, active and active development uh, second nature safety uh, has says hi I have a school please tell me about the learning management system feature uh, LM, the popular LMS feature is not a current feature Let me make that clear from the beginning it is in development and slated for release in Q2 so, um, but it's very typical of what you would imagine as an LMS. Uh, it's more, more of an advanced level LMS. And that's 
think that's about as far as we would go. You can go to the roadmap, sweetdash.com backslash roadmap to read more about that. Okay. Is the view for client completely customizable as to the verbiage? Yes, Eddie. All right, so Eddie, let me show you the translation module. Uh, and let me turn this chat off so you can see it, make sure we see it completely. Okay, so of course translation is for translating to another language, right? But also, it's for translating to a different verbiage, verbiage as you say, or a different way of saying certain things. So uh, all you need to do is come here and say you want to uh, change, this is a popular one, work requests. Right? So you want to say, I want to change everywhere where it says work request into a, I don't know, purchase order, right? Or however it is for you. So you'll just work through, you search for work request, hide the empty groups, go step by step, and just change every instance into exactly what you want it to say, and save that, and make sure translations are enabled, and that will uh, display that te that text instead of the default text in your in your account and to your clients yes all right Taryn says portal gets freezes on a few model modules uh, don't have any reports of that Taryn so um, please send an email to help at sweetdash.com but yeah I'm not aware of any issues like that so let's check into it for you could be something like a browser extension there's a, there's other alternatives or there's other uh, explanations that we'll need to explore all right please go into a more detail and custom dashboard for digital studio Gavin yes okay I can do a little bit of detail uh, we try not to get too deep here but let's go to portal pages manage pages so when we when we say custom dashboard we're really referring to um, what we call a portal page which is then designated as a start page okay so when you go to assign start page and you assign this to a circle for example in this case or to a specific client or it's, we also have staff members or teams you can do that for internally but this gives you the capability of debt of, of uh, configuring the first thing that this that users will see when they log in okay so in this case we have a payroll circle and everyone in the payroll circle will be redirected to this page uh, when they log in and therefore this becomes their de facto dashboard their start page all right so then we you can build uh, using dynamic elements all through this dashboard meaning these are of course uh, first name last name dynamic but this is a dynamic image that will show their uh, profile picture these progress bars these arcs here are powered by a custom field that's associated with of course that uh, the contact and that con the contact who logs in their data will be the, the data that's that's displayed here that's why you see these at 50 percent because it doesn't really know whose data it should be here let's let's do a um, example all right so if I preview this this dashboard let's say Right now, it's sitting as, I don't know who the client is, right? So I don't know what data to return. But if we go and we say, all right, now the, I want you to show me what this will look like when Josie Green logs in, it's gonna return all the dynamic elements, okay? First name, last name, company, profile. These are the, 25% is the value associated with this custom field in her account. 
same thing here, same thing here. Now, if I was to change to, let's say, this one, I think. I have to make sure I find somebody that's in this circle. Yeah, okay, good. So now you see this, obviously this data changed, but now this, this is the value associated with this custom field in his account. And so in this way, you can return custom value even in the form of charts or progress bars for each in individual client, but use the same dashboard configuration for all of them. Okay. Uh, in the sense of a custom dashboard for a digital studio, that kind of depends on what you need, I guess. And it's not always the same, but imagine something like this might be somewhere to start. You could create a dashboard that will link them directly to their project. And we, you program this to be the most recent project. These can all be dynamic to an upload area where they go to upload logo files, go to pay invoices, etc. This goes to like a form where they would I'm not sure I had this hooked up, yeah. So that would go to a form where they would submit their credentials for um, for login or something of that nature. So it would be kind of dependent on your workflow and how you, how you want to um, extract data from them and in what order, okay? Let me get the chat back up here. Okay, will I be able to upgrade my plan once the LMS is available? Uh, of course, anytime you can upgrade your plan. Uh, Sweet Dash marketing campaigns acts like a CRM where the email open is tracked on an individual. David, not yet, not yet, but we do have that in the plans, meaning when uh, an individual client or user opens an email, that would act as a trigger and then uh, include that in our trigger actions set of automations. But yes, that's that's something we have in the future uh, on our minds for sure. Okay, Gabriel, uh, let me try to absorb a little bit more. I'm not still not sure where you what you mean. So let's see, uh, Eddie, can we provide documentation to the client? Is there anything we implement as a double check if we accidentally provide another client's information? I, I don't understand, Eddie. So if you accidentally provide another client's information to the client, I don't think that's really easy to do. Um, if Maybe you would do it, but I, in providing documentation to the client, that's hard. We don't provide something like that because it wouldn't be white label. So typically what we, what we recommend is for you to use something like an announcement functionality or a start page as your way of introducing the clients to the portal and saying, hey, welcome to our portal. This is what we're doing here. These are the first steps. This is what you can expect, et cetera, et cetera, okay? In automations, we only have email as a next step. Okay, still, I'm still trying to put it together, Gabriel. All right, let's see, let's just scroll down and see. Turn. Uh, do events sync with Google Calendar? Uh, yes, events and tasks. One way now, as of now, Taryn, are syncing to, to your Google Calendar. If you have it connected uh, as a part of this iteration now, we are um, implementing a two-way sync so that events from your Google Calendar will pass to our calendar and also 
uh, appointment scheduling will be um, will take your Google Calendar events into account as they are as when when displayed the availability. So availability will, will be um, taken away if a Google Calendar event interferes with that availability. So that's that's on the way. Active development. Okay. Just need a single Google font. The look is quite dated. All right. Well, it's a. I hear you, Tracy. I don't. Not sure how it's quite dated. These are modern sans serif fonts, and unless you're looking for, I mean, you're looking for your own look, and I get that. Yeah. So, what we what we try to provide is a is a baseline for you to customize around your needs and your brand. So anything that's beyond um, vanilla, or at least you know some kind of modern vanilla, is you know has the sense of or the high potential of making more people uncomfortable than comfortable. So that's kind of our that's where we start. Okay. Um, okay. Thank you, Noel. Gabriel says I'd like to be able to send tasks to another user. Yes, Gabriel, but uh, sending tasks to another user is um, not always possible in the sense that you might be thinking of. So we, we have to be sure that that other user is, has the ability to be a part of that project or et cetera. But yes, taking into account what you say, what you're saying, you would like to use this to assign a task to a member of your staff, I think. In uh, what Gabriel has pasted here is our uh, trigger actions widget options. So I think I get what you're saying, Gabriel. Uh, any plans for API webhooks so that we connect? Yes, Tracy, in the future. Yes, we do plan to release, start releasing public API, but it's not something that you should count on in the short term. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, Samir, can we see how you build the Runaway Dog Leads dashboard? Okay, let's look. Make sure I know what you're, where we're talking about. Oops. This one. Okay, sorry. Uh, David, this one's built with bootstrap cards. So um, this was built before our current content block editor was um, being worked on so we are right now in 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 fact very very close to releasing this idea of the ability to make this column a card um, and also rows to be able to select as a card okay and when I say card I'm really referring to a bootstrap style card presentation material design etc so that's how this was made with just standard bootstrap in the code. But we are very close to releasing the ability to be able to do this in a no code way on the with using the block editor. And the way you would do that would be able to be to set this column as a card and that would make a nice card appear around this area. Uh, as far as the buttons that you saw on the other side, we use here's our button blo button block. And so this is a no-code way to collect, connect to almost any option that 
in the platform dynamically. So for example, you could set here to navigate to another portal page. You can navigate to a calendar, open appointment scheduling pop-up. So this is a way that we tried to really super simplify the ability to use these buttons to link to other places in the platform so that you don't really have to, to, to do this in a code kind of way. Um, so the, and this, this list will only expand. So for example, uh, I think this one, there was one here on projects. Direct or relative URL. Yep, navigate to project right here. So you can say navigate to project, and that's an example over there. And you could show the most recent project or just show the project's list. So there's a lot of options here to build these buttons and then can link them in the same way that you see uh, here, right? Go to my project, go to project access, assets, you can go to a file. This goes to a portal page where um, you have a form, a, a, what we call an update form embedded where you can get this data. Uh, and invoice payments is, is one of the linked, at, linked options, yeah. So that's essentially how it's created, yeah. All right, David says, follow up to CRM, is there a plan to add IMAP? Yes, David, yep. If you look in the roadmap, at sweetdash.com backslash roadmap, you'll see that that's, that's one of the items for Q2. All right, Taryn. Uh, two types of plans. Appreciate your help. I will take a leave. Appreciate your help. Okay. All right, Taryn. Well, let's see if we let's know if we can help. D Gabriel says I'm building an automation um, for freelance supplier invoice approval. Each freelancer has an account. They fill in a form, and then I want data to be sent to supervisor to approve, but without the use of email. Well, Gabriel, so you mean like an in-app notification or, or, or you just want a notification in the notification panel? I mean, I'm not sure that, uh, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, you're, you want a task that's assigned, but then if we assign a task, then they're gonna get an email notification, so I'm not sure. I just arrived. Hey, Shamika, how are you doing? And by the way, guys, you can just post your messages directly into the chat, uh, no need to DM. Okay, yes, please do ask your questions, Shamika. We'll see what we can do to help. Okay, Deborah, how can I issue invoice based on project? In our financial advisory business, a client was two plan slash project running monthly for project one, monthly invoices are issued, quarterly invoices are issued. How can I see separate invoices filtered by projects? Both, and I can see the progress. Um, so, Devon, are you billing by the hour? Are you building on timers? Or are you building, are you bill, I'm sorry, billing on timers? Or are you billing just on um, monthly invoices, fixed invoices, yeah. So we don't have, as of now, we don't have a way to associate invoices with projects in that way. Um, so when you go to create an invoice, you're just really associating with the client, not so much an actual project. Uh, what you probably should think about is, let me actually go back, and it's not where we want to be. If when you have a monthly invoice that's a fixed amount, you're essentially talking about what's what we call a recurring profile. 
So a recurring profile would be you would create this and assign it to a client, right? Specific client here. Just pick any one. Here you would specify the project title would be my my first um, direction. Specify the project title here. Create your items, and in your case, it would be just one um, item from each month. Let's just call this monthly amount and we're going to call it $5,000 because you're worth it Deborah. Alright so then $5,000 you're going to say every month I want you to do that. Uh, generate invoice as drafts so you can review that and you can just call it every one month and I want you to start on let's say May 1st. Okay and then when you save this as open and relative due date is it's going to be due 14 days after the generation okay and then when you save this as open this profile this is not an invoice you're saving this profile will generate an invoice every month starting on may 1st for five thousand dollars for this client and that invoice will be an actual invoice and it'll be tied and will be payable by your client either by check as we showed before or by an online gateway if you have that configured you can set it right here does that make sense Debron? and the, the association to the project in this case is the profile title which your client will um, yes I think so yes on the client side they will they will see that list of of they will see the profile title as well in their list of invoices to pay uh, as it gets generated and so yes I think this will will serve as a, a nice way for you now the reason I was asking about the time using a timer is that we also have a mechanism where when you're creating a project you can set or when you are using timers inside a task or a project you can automatically add the 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 time counted or the time recorded to an invoice and in fact when we start a timer we ask you uh, what's the hourly rate right and so um, what we're doing and even as the timer runs right let's let's try to just show here as we run a timer as the timer runs it will literally tell you how much money is adding up so as we run a timer here we're gonna stay a standard timer Gonna say just call this project timer general hourly rate let's say $80 an hour we're gonna associate it with some project or task in this case I don't even have any in this in this account so chose the wrong one but uh, we are having now the in just a couple days the ability to just start a timer free form and then associate a later time takes a little bit of the convenience out but in in general it's uh, a nice addition to open up and then in the future we'll have a place where you can start timers just by one click from anywhere add a timer general we'll call it 80 and we'll associate it with this project alright so this timer is now running and if we want to take a look at it uh, see how it's running but it's also counting at eighty dollars an hour so let's come back to this in a little bit and see how much money we've we've made uh, on our timer all right let me Shamika I'm gonna get to yours but I think I missed I scrolled down and missed a few so I wanna make sure let's see see here 
All right, Eddie, let's, let's read your question. To elaborate about the client documentation, we would like to have our yearly financial plans put into any specific shared folder that can be accessed in the client portal. Yes, that can be done. Is there a way that I can add a password before they access the specific document? Okay, I know they would log into their client, client portal. This is more in the case of a second password that is document specific in case we accidentally drop a wrong document into a client shared folder. So Eddie, I get that. Yep, I know what you mean now, it's clear. It doesn't, we don't have a password protection on a document level. Uh, and as you say, because we're counting on the assignment of the shared folder to be correct and for the authentication of the client to be the shield against unauthorized access. But that doesn't mean that you don't have a valid point. So something to think about there. How would you pass the password, I guess by email, to the client? And is your client going to be happy about having to log in and then also make a password? And yeah, so this that age-old trade-off between convenience and security, right? But yes, I, that's a, that's noted, uh, noted Eddie as as a possible need and something to think about. Okay. Uh, Shamika says, I'm having a hard time figuring out what would be the best dynamic information for my start page board as a coach. I like the circles with percentage, but I don't know what kind of data should go there. Right now, I have a text that shows my client goals and affirmations when they log in. Uh, Shamika, I, I, I'm not sure without knowing your business if I could help you there. Um, one, one way to use this would be to create a progression, right? So, for example, you could um, maybe just use one of these, Shamika, and just say, and then create a progression like, um, I want you some reading a portal page or, or submitting a form or uh, some series of steps that, you, that, that you're going through, you're sending them through, and at the, each event, at the end of each step, you use our trigger uh, trigger action automation to change the value of the custom field that's powering this dynamic chart okay so we have that everywhere the trigger action exists you can change the value of a of a specified custom field so if they complete say a, a flow or they um, do any something that you have organized or or designed to walk them through and of course the i think in your case the obvious use case is something like LMS as we come into that place in the next few weeks, months, is that your when they complete a lesson, for example, or and that'll all be built in. But for those of you that are not um, in that frame of mind, there's there's things that you could you could do the same thing with uh, even logging into the platform. You could you could change the value to ten percent. You could call this like a your progress and then uh, assign a flow and then when they complete step one of the flow you could change this value to 20% and step two 30% so at each each step along the way that you design you can additionally uh, each one of those steps trigger an action that would change the value of this and increase it so that if you design say 10 steps and each one is 10 worth 10% every time your client logs in they'll know and see the percentage of the way they are through your process. 
this is sort of a uh, workaround type solution to what is an upcoming feature that we call journeys which is essentially exactly what I just described except um, uh, makes it easier for you to put this together so that you can specify those 10 steps and then land your your uh, clients on the journey dashboard we're calling it now and it will just be a very simple and obvious progression style dashboard and not only will it show them where they are in that progression but the next step will be a clickable next action for them so that for example if they've completed four steps and they're on step five they're on step five you'll see a button that they can click that will take them to that specific next action they'll complete that then come back to the dashboard do step six etc so that is something that we recognize as as kind of a need to walk through a progression i don't know i don't know if that helps you shamika but um and also along that way for example uh in your case shamika maybe some of those goals are are sort of self-assessed right so maybe step six and step seven are things that your clients just confirm that they did um you know i meditated today for example then uh, that button that I was referring to just now, instead of being an automated action, it would just be a confirmation. So that when they click it, it, it would be a manual confirmation of completion and that they would be able, that would take them, it would mark it off as complete and move them to the next step. Okay, how do workspaces work, Second Nature says. All right, let me, let me get back to that, Second Nature. I will do that. Set up a flow backdated from an event if we have silly. Okay, good job. Okay, so good. Noel has answered. But yeah, let me get to uh, Tracy's question here. Tracy says, can we set up a flow that is backdated from an event? The answer is yes. All right, Tracy, let me get there and make sure that we are addressing this. We've made $9 so far. Okay, um, Tracy, so the answer is that we have project templates and project profiles okay uh, and they have the ability to use negative numbers so in your case when you're creating a project let's go there and do that now you're going to use what we call a um, based on date right so if you have a start date and that is way out in the future um, say I guess it's June 1st then a completion date you can make a completion date or you can set it even further out but the point is when you uh, apply a task a project template so for example if maybe there's um, a new movie shoot and all the tasks in this template have negative relative dates you set the based on date as the uh, June 1st which is going to be your event date that's typically what you want to do or a project delivery date and then when these tasks are applied they will be if it if the relative time uh, date is negative 14 for example this task will set a due date for itself for itself 14 days before this date right and so that's exactly what you're asking so that so essentially what we we this is built for event driven or as you say an event so 
you would have a wedding, for example, and you need, that's a commonly used one, and you would need to set up all your tasks, due dates, based on that event minus some number of days, right? So in that case, you would build a project template with negative relative due dates and use the based on date as your event date. And then when that project template is generates all the tasks inside, inside this project, you'll have those due dates before the uh, event. Yes. Negative date. For, yes, Shamika. Shamika was around when that was uh, discussed early on and um, implemented. That's been quite a while now. So, yeah, that's been a real popular, really popular feature. Yeah. Uh, okay, Tracy, let's get back. We'll come back to that. Okay, Demron, got that. Okay, let's get to uh, Tracy really quick. Uh, difference between a flow and a project. A project is could be a, a two week type thing that you're doing a project and you deliver it and that's it. You archive the project. It could be an ongoing project. Really, a lot of our customers are using projects as a as an ongoing relationship with a client and tasks. You know, assigning tasks to team members to do work for that client, assigning tasks to that client to get that result back. Etc. And essentially, it ends up being it's a mechanism. I would sometimes refer to it like a briefcase or a folder, sort of a container for your client action, right? And so it's it includes phases and tasks and all the things that go along with that. A flow, and on the other hand, is is it's best described as a data collection uh, feature. So. Uh, when you create a flow, you're saying, I, I'm going to assign this to a client or a prospect. And the idea is that they will, in typically in a short session, you know, in one day or two or three days, be able to come back and go through a progression, thus providing you with uh, signatures or uh, content or uh, answers to a form that kind of thing file upload and this is essentially you collecting data from them in a way that you need to get started on a project so uh, there are two types of flows one's onboarding and the idea is that it's a multi-step process that has to be that must be completed before they're allowed into the portal so you may need to have them answer four questions and then upload some files and then agree to some privacy language and they would do that in a multi-step way and then once that's done just like the preview just saw uh, they're allowed into the portal or we have what we call uh, on-demand flows which can be of course assigned to existing uh, prospects or clients in your account and then when they are just going to complete that, they're not locked into it, they can come back to it. But the idea is that you're just trying to, to make a very sequenced and multi-step approach to, okay, I need you to agree to this language. Now fill out this form, upload your driver's license, and here's a little bit more information. Thanks for everything. Click here to complete, and then that's over. And then all of your, uh, then you are able to uh, access all that data from the flow submission area. And if they're uploading files, you'll, you'll also see that 
you'll have those files collected nicely for you in the file structure. So essentially that's a flow is a kind of a data collection. A pro project is a working model or wor a mechanism for working together with your team, yes, with your clients, yes. And also a project provides something like what you see here, which is a project overview. And this is optional, but you can show to your client, this is a client view, um, a project dashboard, we call it. Uh, you can customize all of this. There's a lot of ways to customize this. And you can pr provide updates to your client, date stamped um, as we go through your project, right? And they can comment back to you. They can uh, upload files during this time. They can view the Kanban board if they want. When they click to tasks, they they will see your client will see all the tasks that are assigned to them specifically, or they'll also see all tasks that they were made watchers on. All right, so this is the client side. These are tasks that were assigned to the client, or that the client is a watcher. Okay. All right. Does that make sense, Tracy? Am I? Um, uh, I'm learning that I should say, am I making sense? <laughs> Takes the responsibility off you, puts it on me. I guess this is, okay, good. That's great. Okay. Uh, Gabriel, uh, let's let's talk, talk to you, and then I, I'm going to get back to Shamika. Um, make sure we don't miss that. Gabriel says, how would you go about creating an approval flow with tasks assigned between Suite Dash users? So you're talking about passing tasks back and forth, Gabriel, like uh, one person gets the task, they're assigned, then it, they, they complete their part of it, then it's automatically assigned to another person in that organization. So the task moves from one person to the other, I think you're saying, yes. We don't have a mechanism for that now, Gabriel. I'm trying to think on the fly here if there's a workaround or some. There is a task approval feature, or, or but it's for client side, meaning it's a way that you could create a task that you could attach logos or something like that, send it to the client. The client is able to approve that task or reject but that's really meant for that that uh, dynamic. In general, we do have the ability for a, a user to pass a task to another person, um, but not some sort of not in the way that I think you are really going for. Um, let's take a look just really quickly and try to make it a little more clear and then I'll get Shamika's question. Here's another example of a, of a dashboard here and if I go to tasks when I create a new task you'll see that I am given the option of locking that task. So now let's create a new task. So if I was going to assign this to just a normal teammate I can prevent editing or reassigning here but if I don't check this then Lindsay, when she's complete with her part of the task, can reassign the task to someone in someone else. I guess in your in your use case for approval. Um, 
but the task is not being, it's not marked complete in that case. You just, it's just reassigned. So I guess what you could do um, is these statuses are customizable. So you could call this, you could create a status called uh, sent for approval or waiting on approval and before and then create a essentially a workflow in in your organization that Lindsay knows that she needs to reassign to her um, directory or to her to her supervisor or whoever it is change the status to that uh, and then uh, submit or just click save and then that task will be reassigned to that other person with that status they could then mark it approved or complete however it works so yes all these status statuses types priorities these are all customizable for you uh, so you could change them these to anything that you'd like and so you, and then you develop your own workflow and your own processes using those tools okay Well, yeah, Gabriel, for sure, we, we see, but we use the same processes, actually. We use the same data points as I just explained, but then, you know, we design our own processes and adjust those as needed a lot, yeah. So as things are moving or showing that maybe it would be a little more efficient to do, do it this way or that way, we have the flexibility of adjusting instead of being locked into some very uh, rigid flow. And that's I think I think there's an advantage there, but uh, noted noted what you're what you're what you are uh, asking for, and clearly there's there could be something there, uh, especially in a in a project template type situation where you could um, predefine the way things should work and flow. There's there's something to be said there. Mm -hmm. All right, Shamika, uh, it's. Let's see, as a coach, I think Noel might be answering, but I just want to read this. As a coach, I want to have a 90-day program. I want the projects and tasks to start on the day they enroll. I also want the opportunity to have a group coaching launch program to all start on June 1st. Can see, I want the project profile to repeat again. It seems like I can only select one option. Interesting. So I think you're saying, Shamika, that you're going to trigger the project profile on the day they enroll, right? Which will uh, zip out the project and all the template, all the tasks and phases in the template. And, but then you want that to repeat, that specific project to repeat. 90 days repeat each quarter. Okay. Huh. Yeah, so we have the repeating, you know that the repeating uh, automated project profiles that you can set for specific dates throughout the quarter. I can start to navigate to that just to, to so that we're in the right place. But um, interesting how you want to, like a hybrid between the automatic and instant creation of that project and the scheduled recurring of that project okay brain working in high speed 
doing the best I can here. Let's see. Enable schedule options. Let's see. So in your case, we could have it on specific dates, and you could set these specific dates as dates of the quarter, obviously. I'm not going to go through and do all that, but you could set four dates here, and this project profile would recur on those four dates every year. Um, okay. Let me get some thought to that, Shamika. Uh, I, I get what you're trying to do, I think. But I don't have an, a fully formed version of a solution at this point, yeah. Okay, and let's look at Tracy. Are files automatically linked in the CRM? Files automatically linked in CRM. I think the answer is yes, Tracy. I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, that could mean a lot of things in a lot of ways, but let me just take you two files and I'll illustrate some things and I think it'll cover what you're trying to say. Okay. Uh, so when you whenever you create a new client in Sweet Dash, you're go they automatically have a folder created for them in the client files area. Okay, so then inside that folder, you're gonna find uh, four default folders, uh, bad click there, private files, shared with client, submitted by client, and client's files, that these were files uploaded by the client, okay? And this is in a generic way. Now, if they are um, submitted or uploaded by the client as part of a file request, or as part of a flow, as part of a form, all these, you'll find them organized here. And you'll find each time that they submitted it, there's gonna be a name of the flow, a date of the submission, and inside that will be the files that were uh, submitted as a part of that mechanism. So there's a, always a few ways to get to, to things in Sweet Dash, but from the file side, you can always find your way starting from here and typically from client files. Uh, also, if you want to just go straight to file request, for example, you can navigate that way and see each submission in the file request has its own folder, date stamped, time stamped, and inside are the files that were submitted in that file request. Yeah. So I think what that's what you mean in the sense that uh, connected to the CRM. And you also see that if you go to uh, the client dashboard for any of your contacts, that you'll be able to access all the f these this same files area from there. So if I go into uh, any one of these clients and uh, start working with them in this dashboard, I can go to files and directly here we'll load those same four folders. So right here in the CRM you can start uh, and navigate in the same way that I just did from the files area but now I'm here inside their dashboard and I can also quickly switch between this client and any other client and I'm in the same position that I can so I can work really efficiently in this way. Yep. Am I making sense? Tracy? And does that answer your question? I guess it's also something to know. So Shamika says, I'm debating to have an evergreen program so people can join anytime and their quarterly goals would be based on whenever they start and have it launch on the first day of each quarter or have it launching. Okay. Yeah, that's um, interesting, Shamika. I don't really have a perfect answer for that at the moment because it's a little bit of 
it's it's kind of tough to to I don't have an answer. Yeah, so it could be that you you would need to create two different two different entities, then depending on which one they chose, if they chose uh, version A or version B, and they don't really need to know which one they're choosing, but depending on how they, if they say I'm going to sign up and start now, maybe that's version A, and that one's all configured to do the uh, rotate the automatic restart restart restart. And then version B would be the one that if they cl click, I'm not ready yet, but I want to start on the first of the quarter, then you would uh, run them into version B funnel. And that one would be configured to do the uh, first day of each quarter type thing. Yep. So that's the simplest solution that I can think of. And uh, uh, mixing them together somehow in a hybrid would make it more complex. But uh, at least that's the, that's the most straightforward logical way to to try to make it work the first way yeah okay everyone it's a few minutes after two i don't know if, if you have other questions please just uh drop those in real quick i will do my best to answer them quickly before we go but i think we covered all most of the questions that were put into the chat I hope this was helpful. I know there's uh, there's a lot of ways to proceed, depending on your use cases. Uh, but definitely, definitely make yourself um, make available to yourself the Sweet Dash Academy. If you have further questions, the community is a good place to start. See if other people have the same needs as you. And uh, help at sweetdash.com is for support, and we encourage you. Uh, the new the new the current state of support uh, the best way to do it is with screencast videos right so if you have a question it's, it's really pretty pretty easy for you to use a screencast video solution take a picture of you know set the frame up over top of your your account and just ask your question with your voice and then our um, support our help team can just watch that, listen, and very often there's a visual clue somewhere in that screen as you're trying to describe it. Uh, visually, it makes a lot more sense, and we can, see, it's like, we can see your screen and react and almost certainly come back with an answer that's more targeted, more focused, and more correct than trying to make clarifications back and forth by text. So if you do find yourself needing to send in a question to the help team um, consider doing it as a video all right okay everyone thanks again for your time today for your attendance and you're welcome to come back anytime I hope it was helpful I hope you all have a great rest of your day thanks very much see ya bye